0: Live. Good evening, good evening. This is Dr. Julie. Thank you for joining Julie Hitches' ministry tonight. We're going to have Minister Joe Hitches. He's going to bring us another part of the series on how to get God to open his hands. This is actually somewhere around, I think, the sixth part, seventh, seventh part, amen, and and I'll turn you over to him right now. Thank you, Apostle. I um, just want to say thank you again for opportunity and thank uh, all of you that will um, get an opportunity to listen to these teachings. I hope that is blessing you, Um, and we're going to continue. Again, um, this is the second part of talking about offering. We've been teaching, I think I did, about six parts on tithes. And this is the second part on offering. Amen. Now, let's go into um, Deuteronomy uh, 16th chapter. Let's go to Deuteronomy 16th chapter. And we're going to start at verse 16. Now, this is something that... Um, Uh, we began to teach in in, um, the mid-2000 and teaching people about um, giving as far as giving into um, the seasons, okay? Um, And we, we really saw the blessings of the Lord come forth when we began to teach this um this is something um that was new to us we we didn't under- uh, i won't say we didn't understand it, but we had never done it before we had never heard anybody else uh begin to talk about the teaching uh on this on this wise before and um Let's just go into the to this session, and, and we'll talk about it as, as we go forth. Amen? All right. Um, Deuteronomy, 16, chapter, verse 16. And it says, Three times in a year shall all males appear before the Lord thy God in a place which he shall choose, in the feast of unleavened bread, in the feast of wheat, and in the feast of tabernacle, and they shall not appear before the Lord empty. Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessings of the Lord thy God, which he has given thee. Now listen to what the Lord is saying. This is something like I said. I I I I'd never heard it uh, teach uh, on this wise before. I've read it. I didn't um grasped it many times but as we begin to teach on this as we begin to teach and and given in the Passover now we don't we we do not celebrate Easter we celebrate the Passover and so when we begin to teach this in the in the Passover and we begin to teach this uh in the atonement and um we began to see the blessings of the Lord uh, begin to overtake uh, his people. Um, Lord began to do some miraculous things for his people. And I can honestly say that it was not me. uh, uh, It was not apostle, even though apostle was teaching on this. And um, the blessings, begin to just overflow. And and those who participated in this, I mean, week after week after week, we were getting testimonies of how God was moving on their behalf. Now, uh, as we begin to learn um, about the male giving, it really blessed us because um, God loves his men. And let's say that again. Because I know sometimes we as men, uh, we, we think about how much the Lord loved the women, um, and the women just have this this heart uh, um, and and have a way to get in the presence of the Lord. And sometimes men, because of issues of of childhood, issues with uh, fathers and not having a father, and uh, maybe a father with heart with a hard task master, master uh, on the kids growing up, and sometimes men have issues with other men in the same way with God. But God loves his men, and God wants to bless us tremendously. And if we obey, as I was saying earlier in the other series, if we obey with a pure heart and we seek the Lord, and we give not being um, bewitched or tricked into giving, and, and, and um, but as we give with a joyful heart and we give willingly unto the Lord, man, God loves it and God want to bless us, okay? And, uh, again, I'm going to read it again. It says, three times a year shall all the males of before the Lord thy God in a place which he shall choose in the feast of unleavened bread, in a feast of weeks, in a feast of tabernacle, and they shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. Every man shall give as he is able according to the blessings of the Lord thy God which he has given thee. All right? Now let's go to, uh, let's look at uh Deuteronomy 10. I'm sorry, Deuteronomy 16 to 10. Listen to what the Lord says. This is what God is saying. He says, And thou shalt keep the feast of week unto the Lord thy God with a tribute of a free will offering. And so God is saying, Bring some money, but let it be a free will offering. Let it come from your heart. He says, A free will offering of thy hand which thou shalt give unto the Lord thy God according as the Lord thy God has blessed thee. And so what God is saying is when you come, your mindset shall be on God because it's a commandment from the Lord. Your mindset shall be on God, not the leaders of the church. And when you come, you come with your offering and you give it unto the Lord, even though you put it in the offering plate for that sanctuary, of um to for it for, for whatever need that the church need at that time. But your heart shall be towards the Lord, and the Lord will honor that. Um, Exodus twenty-three. Let's go to Exodus twenty-three. What? Verse 14. So let's see. Exodus 23, verse 14. Okay. So we see it here. Now, we see it not only in Deuteronomy, but we also see it here in Exodus. And it also talks about it a little bit even in Leviticus. Okay. So when you see it, see things more than once in the Word. It's a confirmation of of what the Lord is telling. And so Moses was um, uh, uh, very precise in his writing and to make sure that these things um, were done. And we'll find out that God says that we are to do this. It's an ordinance that it, we're supposed to do it throughout our generation. It, it's an ordinance that it will never go away, okay? He didn't tell us to do this for a season, But as long as we live, we are to do these things. Verse, um, chapter 23 of Exodus, verse 14, and we'll keep reading. Um, It says, three times thou shalt keep a feast unto me in in the year. Thou shalt keep the feast of unleavened bread. Uh, Thou shalt eat unleavened bread seven days. So it's also talking about going on a fast here. As I command thee in the time appointed of the month of Abed, but in it thou camest out from Egypt, and none shall appear before me empty handed. Again, listen to what it says. Again, nobody should appear before him empty handed. Verse 16, and it says, In the feast of harvest, the first fruit of thy labor, which thou hast sown in the field, and a feast of in gathering, which is in the end of the year. When thou hast gathered in thy labor out of the field three times in the year, all thy mail shall appear before the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not. Um, and then it talks about offering bullets uh, and, and, and goats and whatnot here, uh, 18. Um, but it says, Thou shalt not offer uh, blood of my sacrifices with leaven bread; neither shall the fat of my sacrifice remain until the morning. Okay, so I really needed to stop at 17. It says three times in a year, all males shall appear before the Lord God. Okay. Now let's go to um, Exodus 12:14 and. Through 17. Exodus 12. Exodus twelve fourteen 14 through 17. Now listen what the Lord says. This is, uh, he says, and this day shall be unto you for a memorial. What day? And he's talking about the feast day. And we're going to tell you what these feast days are in just a second. And you shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generation. Now, a feast unto the Lord, when you have a feast unto the Lord, it's like having a party. It's a celebration when you begin to have a feast unto the Lord. It's a celebration. And listen what it says. Listen what it says. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and you shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generation. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. By an ordinance forever. So it's a commandment of the Lord that we are to do this all ways. Amen. Now, Exodus um thirty-four and twenty-three. Exodus thirty-four and twenty-three. 34 and 23 Exodus Uh 34 and 23. All right, bear with me. I'm getting it here. It says, "But when Moses went into went in before the Lord to speak with him" He took That's not where I want. I apologize. Hold on. That's not what I'm looking for. Uh 23 and 24. I'm sorry. It says uh Trice in the year shall all you, your men, children, appear before the Lord God, the God of Israel. But, uh, listen to what he says. Now, this is Exodus 34, 23, and 24. Okay? He said, in the year shall all your men, children, appear before the Lord God, the God of Israel, but I will cast out the nations before thee. Now, this is what God's saying he's going to do as we be obedient And come before the Lord, and uh, um, three times a year, not not with empty hands. He says, first of all, I'm gonna cast all nations out before you, meaning that nobody shall be able to come against you and stand before you. Then he says, I will enlarge thy borders; neither shall any man desire thy land. So. God said whatever he blessed you with, nobody's going to desire to be able to take from you. When thou shalt go up to appear before the Lord thy God, Christ in a year. All right? So the Lord says he's going to protect us. He's going to protect our land. He's going to uh, uh, enlarge our borders. And he said he's going to put all the nations that come against us for out of our way that, that no one be able to come against us. All right? Now, when we talk about the Feast of Unleavened Bread, this feast is during Passover. Okay? So, when we think about Christ and what Christ did for us during Passover, okay, when Christ died, took upon all our sins uh gave us eternal life um I mean the memorial when we think about this, even though we understand when we have the memorial we 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 um take our um, we take our communion, excuse me, we take our communion, and this is our time of uh memorial and remembering what the Lord has done. He said, as often as we do this, we would remember him. And so when we look at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, it is during Passover, all right? And mostly Passover is in April, Uh, sometime in March, in the March, but mostly in April, okay? And so uh, when you come before the Lord during this time of Passover, you should prepare, prepare yourself, you know, uh, maybe even two months out and begin to put something aside and to bring before the Lord. Now, um, now the Lord did say it's a free will offering. So nobody can coerce you into saying, you know, you need to bring $3,000 or you need to bring $4,000 and uh, you bring $200 and somebody tell you, you know, that's not your best offering. You should have done better. Well, no, they're wrong because the Lord says it's a free will offering. And as long as you're doing your best, as long as you uh, um having your heart and mind that um, God gave his best when he gave Christ Jesus for us to take away our sin and sickness and disease and poverty, and you come with a pure heart and you know you've given your best, You've done your best. Don't worry about what nobody else said. Same way with the Feast of weeks. Now, the Feast of Week is during Pentecost. Now, we understand Pentecost was 50 days after Christ's death and 50 days after he rose, okay? Pentecost is when we receive the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, They receive, the apostles receive the, the Holy Spirit in the upper room. And so, uh, look at the, look at the importance of the days that Christ says that we are uh, God says that we are to bring uh, the meal, to bring an offering unto Him, and um, not to we are to appear before Him, but not empty handed. I should say it like that. Um, so even when we come to church, uh, and and if we don't have much, still don't go empty handed. Uh, bring a dollar, $2. If that's all you got, you bring it. Don't come empty handed before the Lord. And then uh, when we look at Pentecost, the, the, uh, the anointing uh, rest, not only rest upon us, but live in us now. And it's all because of what Christ did and sitting at the right hand of the father, forever making intercessions on our behalf. And, uh, before he left there, he said he would send us another comforter. And I thank God that he did not leave us comfortless. And he sent us the Holy Spirit. And that's a good time to bring forth your offering and give. Now, this is besides your other offerings, this is besides your tithes. Um, this has nothing to do with uh, your tithes or your regular offerings. These are special occasion offerings, okay? So we're, just, we're to prepare for this. He, he already gave us the time. He told us what season the feast of unleavened bread, the feast of weeks, and then the feast of tabernacles. Now, when we think about the feast of Tabernacle, we look at the atonement. Amen. This is during the atonement time, uh, and and this is normally uh, now Pentecost is normally in June. That's Pentecost. April for Passover. Pentecost is in June. And atonement, which is our atonement, Christ Jesus, the Lord God Almighty, is our at atonement, the Feast of Tabernacle or the Harvest, is during the month of October. So these are the times, and this is also uh, during the time of in-gathering, okay? This is harvest time. And so you always bring an offering during that time. And this is what, uh, as as we taught the people in the church, that when you give the way God says to give in April, in June, in October, it covers the whole cycle year. It covers the whole cycle year, and God watches over um, over the offerings that you bring unto him. He watches over us as men and watches over our family. As we come before Him, not being empty-handed, Amen. Now I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this, and I'm, I'm gonna give you a scripture. Let's let's go to Numbers twenty-seven. Numbers twenty-seven. I'm gonna say this. If you don't have a male in the house, okay, say that you are a single mom. You're a single mom, and uh, maybe you have young men. Maybe your 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 sons are not a teenager or up to a young man's status. Okay, maybe still a child, and you want to participate in this because you don't have um, the covering in the house. Now, know this, know this for surety, because you don't have a covering in the house. God is our covering. And I'm going to talk about that, okay? Because we're always looking for someone to cover us, even even as uh, ministers. We're always saying uh, um, so-and-so covers, covers me. Apostle this covers me and Prophet this covers me. Let me say something here while, while I'm dealing with this. Um, nobody can cover us but Jesus. Okay, and I know I'm going to rustle some feathers here, and, and, and a lot of things we say is the terminology or the way that we use the word, and I really don't like that word covering. um, But, of course, this this came about in the late 70s, the early 80s, and um, we have run with it. Uh, a lot of things that we say, right? like now we... You know, everybody is my father now, my father this, and my mother this in the church. Be careful with all of that, okay? Be careful with that. This this, this is the thing that Christ said. And I know, I know what Paul taught, and I know what Paul said, being with Timothy, and Timothy his son, and he says, you know, we have a lot of teachers but not many fathers. I understand that. He was talking about people having a spirit of a father, Okay. But Christ said this. When Christ was in the temple and he was teaching, and um, some people came to him while he was in the temple, and they said, "Um, your mother and and your brothers are outside, and they're seeking you. And Jesus turned, and he said, who is my mother? Who is my sister? Who is my brother? Okay? He never said, who is my father? Go back and read it. Read it in Mark. He never said, who is my father? Matter of fact, Jesus himself says, call no man father except the father. So we have to be very careful a lot of times because we get caught up in calling man father and we begin, uh, now we are to honor our our men and women of the cloth and, and I do with all of my heart I do. I really do, and, and 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 I know a lot of you guys do too. But we got to be careful with calling everybody father and everybody mother, and that's that's not um, the way that should be. If you got a mentor and you love you love that person, and and, and as a father, that's a good thing, all right. I'm not saying that do you love him as a father, or her as a mother, that's a good thing. I I I truly say that, but sometimes we got 10 fathers and 10 mothers. That's, that's not even scripture. You know, I've heard um, people on television say, I got a mother for this and I got a mother for that. I got a father, a father over this and a father. But that's, that's, that's messed up. That's messed up even in the spirit. That doesn't even sound right. So I'll say that to be careful, but I want to go back to this. I kind of got off my subject, but we're going back into it. I haven't forgotten where I'm at. Uh, Let's go to Numbers 27, and we're going to read 1 through 8. So Numbers 27. And the reason why I say this, uh, if if there's not a husband in the house, I I want to show you this, and I really believe that, you know, when we see a scripture in the Bible uh, that pertains to to things that God has done and permitted. I believe we can use that, uh, as, uh, especially on this instance, okay? Because if you want to be a part of that and you want to do that and you don't have a husband or you don't have a male son, listen to what these ladies did. Um Uh, 27, Numbers 27. Then came the daughters of Zelophehad, the son of Hefer, the son of Gilead, the son of Machir, the son of Manasseh, of the family of Manasseh, the son of Joseph. And these are the names of the daughters. Now, I'm not going to sit here and try to pronounce all these daughters' names. Uh, Mahel, uh, Noah, Paul Gloves, um, Melsha, and Tiza, And I'm going to go back and next time I bring uh, some message concerning this, I'm going to make sure I listen to how to pronounce the names, okay, and that way I'll have them right. But this just came to me even as I was teaching. It just came to me, and I, I want to bring bring this forth. And and they stood before Moses and before Eleazar the priest and before the prince and all the congregation by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation saying, Our father died in the wilderness, and he was not in the company of them that gathered themselves together against the Lord in the company of Korah. But died in his own sin and had no sons. Why should the name of our father be done away with from among his families, because he hath no son? Give, up, give unto us therefore a possession among the brethren of our fathers. And Moses brought their cause before the Lord, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, The daughters of Zelophehad Speak right, thou shalt surely give them a possession of an inheritance among their father's brethren, and thou shalt cause the inheritance of their fathers to pass unto them. And thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If a man die and have no son, then ye shall cause his inheritance to pass unto his daughters. And if he have no daughters, then ye shall give his inheritance unto his brothers. Listen to what I am about to say. These, these daughters of Manasseh, uh, actually it was the daughter uh, of had, okay, who was the son of Manasseh, the son of Joseph. He had five daughters. And he had no son. And when God told Moses to take them into the promised land and distribute unto them their inheritance by their fathers, by the tribes, the 12 tribes, they had their portions, and then it was supposed to fall down uh, down on the lineage, and it was supposed to be given unto the sons. And the sons would pass it on until their son and so on and so on. But this gentleman did not have any sons. And so because he did not have any sons, the way the order was given unto Moses is that it was only to be given unto the son. Listen to what I'm saying. But, Because of the daughters were so bold to go before God and to go before Moses and protest and say, listen, look, we don't want to lose out of our inheritance because our fathers did not have any sons, okay? So we want our inheritance just as much as the males want their inheritance. But these girls were so bad that they not only got their inheritance, but when they married, they also got the inheritance of their of their husbands. So they received two inheritance compared to the men receiving one inheritance. Hear what I'm saying. So when the men got married, they got married and then they married wives and they shared inheritance with their wives. But these ladies, not only did they get the inheritance of their husband, but they got their own inheritance. You know what I'm saying? And so I say unto you today, because you don't have a husband in a house or a male of age to be considered an adult, does not mean that you cannot participate in these offerings, okay? And so what I would do if if I was a female and didn't have a husband in the house, I would truly go unto the Lord and I would truly cry out to him and let him know, listen, Lord, I know you said this is for the males, but I don't have a male in my house. I want to participate in this because I need a blessing just as if I had a male husband or my husband was in the house with me. You know what I'm saying? And I believe because of this, because of this scripture, in um, Numbers 27, 1 through 8, and we'll find out when we get over into Joshua uh, that they received their inheritance. They received it. And 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 um Joshua and um who was it? Joshua and and uh the priest and all the elders, Eleazar, the priest Eleazar, they remembered this and they carried it out. And so I'm saying unto you, don't feel bad because you don't have a husband in the house or a son of the age that can bring an offering unto uh, to the Lord. Okay? Um even even if you have a child, even if you have a child that's nine, ten years old, put some money in his hand and let him take it because he's still in the house. Okay, he's still in the house. Let him take it. If you have an issue with taking it yourself because he says that um, the males were to come before him uh, not empty-handed. All right. So all I'm saying to you is don't miss the opportunity. To, to to receive the blessings of the Lord. Because the Lord says he will enlarge our borders. He will put out any enemy that would try to come against us. Nobody would desire what is yours because the Lord's going to watch over it. All right? And so uh, let us pray tonight. Father God, I thank you tonight, Lord God. As Father God, we begin to learn, Father God, how Father God, uh, It is your ordinance, Father God, it is your will that every male, Father God, would come before you, Father God, uh, during the time, Father God, of Passover and the time, Father God, of Pentecost and the time of atonement, Father God, not empty-handed, Lord God. And, Father God, it is your will to bless them, Father, as they are obedient, Father God, and uh, seeking, Father God, what to give, Father God, during this time. And I pray, Lord God, that they would come, Father God, giving their best, Lord God. And, and as they would give, Father God, their best, Lord God, you are the one, Father God, that give us, Father God. You have given us your best. You continue to give us your best. And we just say, Lord God, we thank you so much. We appreciate all that you do. Father God, you do so many things, even behind the scenes, that we don't even know about. To line us up, Father God, to get the blessings, Father God, that overtake us. And I pray, Lord God, that, Father, as as your people, Father God, begin to learn, begin to understand, Father God, uh, um, begin to open their hands, Father God, unto you. Lord God, know for a surety that you will open your hands, Father God, unto us. For you love, a you're forgiven. And, Father, you desire to bless us. Matter of fact, Lord God, you said when we ask you anything, Lord God, you will do it. You will do it that the Father will be glorified in you. And you said, Father God, your answer to us is yes and amen, Lord God. And you will do, Father God, beyond we can even imagine. And, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that as we continue to learn, Father God, your principles, which you have set before us, Lord God. And, Father, knowing that we have, Father God, a, a, a greater covenant, Father God, than, than of the days of Moses, of the days of Leviticus, Father God. You will not relinquish, Father God, on your promises. You will not draw back, Lord God. And we have assurance, you, Father God, in that in Jesus the Christ, our Lord and Savior. And, Father God, you will bring it to pass. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. To you be the glory, to you be the honor, and all adoration and blessings, Father God, unto you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Good night to all, and God bless you.